Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat and I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Welcome to the year end podcast with Cat and Moose <laughs> and Sarah. Yeah, producer Sarah's with us. Sarah, how long do you? How long does it take you to edit each um, episode of the Cat and Moose podcast? It depends on the week, but I would say anywhere between four and six hours, maybe. See, we have the easy work, Cat. We just get on here, act a fool, and then she has to do all of her magic. I know. I'm, I'm so impressed with you, producer Sarah. Like you do such amazing work, and you make us sound so good. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It's you could have put a little bit of auto tune on us. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't learned that one yet. Okay, so this next clip, Kat, is uh, so funny to look back on because this was our very first episode, and you sort of came in hot, as you usually do, uh, from therapy <laughs> and wanted to share this nugget. And the craziest thing about this piece is how it's become a mantra, not just for you, but for our listeners as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I get texts and emails and I mean, so many people talk about the concept of being their own snowman. And I think it's really cool um, that it's taken off like it has. And I, I think that we really topped the year off nicely with the uh, Christmas present I gave you, too. Oh, <laughs> yes. This giant eight foot snowman that is currently sitting in my office. I'm very pleased with it. Yes, it embodies be your own snowman. Um, I feel like I, I wish that I could just be like a snowman that like melts into a puddle. And she kind of looked at me and, and, and I was like, not like in a snowman dies because he melts into a puddle, <laughs> right. but more from like, just to be like, oh my gosh, like, let's not be so strong and stringent and rigid and in charge and so on and so forth. And let me just melt and kind of take it easy. And she's like, okay, that's okay. And, um, and so we talked a little bit more and we talked about different, um, different people in my life, different relationships, different situations that may or may not come up and, and so on and so forth. And so then a little a while later, I got up on the massage table to, you know, have the body work stuff done. And, she, you know, she did a couple of things and, you know, got us both kind of in this super, almost like otherworldly trance or something that just felt really relaxing and comfortable. And, and she said, you know, I, I would like, you know, to offer that maybe you think about the holidays, you think about what has come into your mind about the holidays and, and some of those things that stress you out. And I was like, Whoa, like I could feel my anxiety just kind of rising. And yeah. she said, and I, I would like to offer to you that, um, maybe you could consider that, that you're your own snowman, that you're, you're a snowman and the other people we've talked about in this session, they're their own snowman. Mm. So if they want to be frozen and rigid or passive aggressive or mean or do activities that you're not interested in or whatever, you're your own snowman. You don't have to participate in that. I love that. And they also can be their own snowman and not have to participate in, in whatever you're doing. And maybe that would allow you to, to stand there as your own snowman and be able to melt be able to rest. Kat, what does that feel like for you listening back to that now, um, basically one year later? It's really crazy because I, I feel like 
the impact of that concept feels as as poignant and as important to me today right now as it did when I first learned it and when I first told you guys about it. It is such an important concept and um, one of the things that that has gone on over this past year is that I've learned that there's a really um, there's a great benefit to being your own snowman, you know, like being your own dog and doing your own thing yeah. and and not worrying about what other people think or what they want and you know not to the point of being rude or anything. And at the same time, it's interesting how I have found myself in in several circumstances by myself mm. because of that concept. Mm. You know, it's like I'm unwilling to mold and shape to whatever someone else's situation is to to fit into it. And that's actually better for me to say no to that than it is for me to put myself in that situation. So mm-hmm. it, it makes me feel like, wow, I've learned a lot in, in 2020, as, as have all of us with everything that's gone on. Do you feel like uh, at first when you were having those times just by yourself, was it awkward? Was it hard? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I feel like um I feel like we've talked about this before but just how um easy it is to fill our time with other things, you know, our phone, our job, our mm-hmm. you know, people in our life or you know, whatever it is and just because we're trying I think in a lot of ways we're trying to get away from being alone with ourselves. Right. Yeah, being alone with ourselves is is super uncomfortable at times. And I, I also love how um, it can become more um, feeling like I'm in my own skin mm. than it did a year ago. Yeah. Well, that's great news. Good job. <laughs> BYOS. BYOS. So um, I have this intense fear um, of going up to my car putting in the key and that there's someone laying underneath my car with a box cutter and they're, they're going to wait till I unlock my car, but they're slicing my ankles. Like, I mean like slicing my ankles until I'm decapitated at the ankles, which is not decapitation, but you know what I mean? And then my torso and legs fall over. Feet are still there. They get in my car. I don't care if they take my car. But it's the man that slices ankles that I am afraid of. He's the box cutter killer. He's the box cutter killer, man. I'm still afraid of him. The good news is because of COVID, I'm not hanging out at the malls anymore, which not that I was before, (laughs) but I feel less afraid. So I feel like that's progress. Good. That is huge progress. So anyway, I went to the the crystal store and I bought, um, the lady just kept putting rocks in my hands and she's like, maybe this one's yours and maybe this one's yours. And I'm like, oh, the universe says that this one's mine, you know? So I ended up with about 10 rocks in my hand, like seven, one to go with each chakra and then a couple of like other special stones. Um, and I thought to myself, I thought, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm probably willing to spend between maybe 50 and a hundred bucks here or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just say that, um, one of the rocks I got was real big, <laughs> like the size of my hand. Um, that rock in and of itself was $204. And, um, and then the 10 other rocks, uh, mounted up to be more hundreds of dollars. And, <laughs> and so I literally spent hundreds of dollars that I don't have <laughs> at the Nashville crystal store. And, um, now I have a whole bag of rocks. And so, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. So, I mean, if 
Can you take the rocks back? Well, I tried. <laughs> I wonder first of all it's very brave of you to try and take <laughs> your chakra rocks back you know what I'm saying right right so wait you had like buyer's remorse I did I did <laughs> I got home and I looked at my bank account and I was like oh shit and, um, <laughs> and so I was like I gotta take these back <laughs> you still have these rocks right Oh, I do. And I carry one of at least one of them around in my pocket like every day. Yeah, I, I think listening back to that, that they were worth it. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> Glad we could help keep the Nashville crystal store in business during COVID-19. Exactly. My paternal grandmother, um, <laughs> I don't have a ton of memories of her. She wasn't particularly nice. <laughs> That's Grandma Alice. No, she played the piano and she would play the piano for me if I would beg her and beg her and beg her. And she would always play the same little church song on the piano. But I just like always like as in life, I'm always trying to find connection with people. So I would always try to find a connection with her. And I'm like, well, maybe if she plays piano for me, you know, that that'll be a cool connection that we have. And the thing that I remember more than anything from those times is she used to go, well, shag nasty. <laughs> Shag nasty. She called me shag nasty. That was your nickname. That was I thought my, it was like an exclamation. I don't know if she even knew my name. Like shag I was shag nasty. So you sad. know from now on. We need t-shirts. <laughs> shag nasty. <laughs> All it says is shag nasty. Okay, so shag nasty. Uh, I don't want this to hurt. Is this going to impact your ego at all i i can't i can't know that until it's been put out into the universe <laughs> it's not very nice it means a man of low standards in regards to sexual partner <laughs> <laughs> and that's what my grandmother called me yeah so it basically means i'm a male whore is what you're saying i well, was told that doesn't have high standards Okay, so I'm a promiscuous male that doesn't have high standards when it comes to sexuality. And that's what my grandmother referred to me as when I was a small child. I'm, I'm knocking no that off of you. I'm in therapy. If there's any shame from the shag, if there is any shag nasty shame, I would like to break that off of you. And the name of Jesus and the crystals and the Holy Spirit. Amen. No more shag nastiness. <laughs> yes, Lord. And to my therapist, I will be bringing this into our session next week. <laughs> okay. okay, so I mean, uh, we've stopped the... <laughs> <laughs> we've we we've, we've stopped the podcast twice and we keep turning the mics back on because like we can't believe what's happening. So I, I cannot believe it explains so much. I feel like we have found the root of all of cats uh painful yet um hopeful 
therapy appointments based on hashtag what, what, nasty. What my grandmother used to call me. <laughs> okay, that is the cat. Seriously, that's my favorite. It's the reason why we have Shag Nasty t-shirts and hats and all the things in our shop. But my favorite part of that is the joy and the pain happening <laughs> yes, at the yes. same smashing into each other. Exactly. My my two favorite parts I took note were someone said the shame of the shag <laughs> and stop the shag nastiness. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's funny because we were a Pepsi family. Like and my mom drank like the sugar stuff until she passed away and loved every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Like to her dying day, she was taking a sip of it and she would go smooth every time <laughs> she would take her first sip of a Pepsi and ice. That sounds so good right now. There's something about the way you crack that can open mm. and pour it over ice. So good. And like that spicy feeling when you mm-hmm. put, you know, a soda on your tongue. Miss you, mama. So speaking of childhood, um, one of my favorite stories of my grandmother, Alice, who was my mom's mom, she enjoyed, you know, those large um, plastic cups that truckers use that are like 108 fluid ounces. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's basically like three, two liters in Mm -hmm. like, I don't even know where you set that thing. (laughs) But anyway, she would, um, she liked to have that full of ice with whiskey in it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just to give you a little idea of grandma Alice, God bless her soul. Um, and so she would babysit us because that felt like (laughs) the best idea that we had growing up with my mom as a single mom. So those were my, um, childhood mentors. But anyway, grandma Alice, um, she was a quirky one, man. She was a quirky one. Uh, she was babysitting us one day. My mom wasn't home yet. We, we were younger, but my sister was old enough to be going through, she got her period. Let's just say that. Okay. okay? So we, back then it was before, I guess we, she used tampons. Sorry for any men listening, but, um, she had like pads and like, they were like the pads that were like the size of a mattress. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking Super about? absorbent. Yeah. Soups absorbent pads. Yeah. Like, so they were like in the pink packaging. And so, you know, they, they, it was a trifold situation. <laughs> and so like, you know, you couldn't slip this in your pocket. Like you can't a tampon, you know what I mean? Right, like right. you had to carry you a could purse you and could literally, one fit in there. You could literally fill it with one of those trucker cups. Exactly. Full of liquid. You could take the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so anyway, um, so that was the kind of item my sister used for her situation. And, um, so my sister would keep them in this little basket up in our bathroom. My sister and I shared a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we came home one day and um, my mom came home and my grandma's just pissed. And I don't know why, but my mom's like, how did it go? My grandma's like, well, not well. And all of a sudden I look over and on the dining room table is that same basket. She has pads in on the dining room table she points over to the table and she says your daughters have been hoarding little debbie cakes in their bathroom (laughs) and she thought 
that those little pat those pink pads were like <laughs> she ding dongs were... <laughs> or cream cream pops or something. And she thought that we were little fat girls sitting in the bathroom eating those little Debbie cream pops. <laughs> she thought they were like Twinkies or something. <laughs> so on the table, my grandmother set them out on the dining room table so we wouldn't hoard them and eat them in the bathroom. Little did she know that they were trifold maxi pads. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> Gosh, no wonder we're in therapy. We both have grandma stories where we were bullied by our grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. It just explains so much. Oh, shit. If I said to you, hey, I have an idea. Would you be willing to let me install... This device that has lots of motorized knives in there. And when you flip a switch, and by the way, this switch isn't its own switch. No, this switch is with four other switches that turn on your lights. You could hit it by accident. Yeah, I mean, and I'm going to put motorized knife machine beneath an area that you often put your hands into. Can I, no way. And it's only $65. <laughs> I think that's one of the funniest bits. It still doesn't make sense to me. The motorized knives. This next bit is one of my favorites. I said, oh, I forgot I have arms. But it's called omphalophobia. Omphalophobia. Do you know what that is? No. It is the fear of belly buttons. <laughs> like people are afraid of them? I guess. Well, I mean, it's a God, phobia that has a name. Can you imagine being afraid of something that's already on your body? Like what if you're no. afraid of your left arm? <laughs> right. <laughs> It'd just be terrified all the time. Just, ah! <laughs> like, oh my that- God, there it is again. <laughs> also have amnesia so it's not that you forgot and then you're like whoa there it is <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be left pharmaphobia compared with amnesia dash amnesia on web dash MD. amnesia <laughs> I also love this next one this is cathartic man (laughs) are you not scared of an octopus i mean i don't want to hang out with one but i mean they would at an aquarium i think it's fascinating well yeah but like what if you were in the water with it wouldn't you be terrified i do have a large fear of their little suction cups like i Uh And like, how do they eat you? Like, do they literally put you in their mouth and like they disintegrate like a snake? Like, how do they eat? I think that's how they eat is I think that they capture their prey with the suction cups and then they force the prey up into their hole. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> and I think there are digestive juices in there that like oh, that no. eat the thing. <laughs> And I'm so serious when I'm trying to explain that. Digestive juices in the hole. So coronavirus uh, 2020, more sex or less sex? What do you think is going on in the world? (laughs) 
Uh, I would like to hope for more. But what do you really think? Well, I mean, I think people are more stressed, so they probably need more. <laughs> but they might be also using it as an excuse <laughs> for not having any. <laughs> so maybe it depends on the length of the relationship. I'm not sure. So is it your opinion that that sex is a stress reliever? 100%. <laughs> and I mean, I've all, these are all just, I mean, it's things I've read. I mean, it's not like... You've read that sex is a stress reliever during COVID-19. No, in general, 100% it is. It's oh. like going for a run. <laughs> oh, that, to me, like the two physically do not feel the same to me. <laughs> well, that's fair. Okay, I'm talking about like after exercise where you're you, <laughs> from a... Okay, I'm saying that you may not want to go do it. But once you've done it, you're glad you have. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really broad generalization. I would guarantee that um, most women would agree. I stand by that. I know you do. <laughs> and I kind of feel like with all the stuff I'm seeing on the internet and on TV about people spraying all yeah. the, it's like, what is it? Is it Clorox? Like, is it, what is it that's being sprayed around? <laughs> and in 20 years, like our children's children are going to be like, well, we were, we were all born deformed because of COVID-19 <laughs> because of the, the crazy shit that they were spraying around airplanes and grocery stores. <laughs> we, we are collectively deformed. <laughs> we, <laughs> Why do you have a fifth arm as opposed to my friend who has a fourth arm? Oh, that was from the chemicals that from was COVID. <laughs> it's like three generations from now. It's like, yeah, that was this thing that happened back in 2020 called COVID-19. And it just really... <laughs> I just picture, like, you know, that image of evolution where, like, a giant ape turns into man, and then yes. man, man just becomes someone with two heads because of all yeah. the chemicals from COVID. It looks like that that Hindu god that's got like six arms or eight arms. It's like, it's like, wait a minute, it's the COVID god. <laughs> In 2020, this is what your future holds. Oh my God, can you oh, imagine so somebody doing an ultrasound on your belly? <laughs> basically seeing like a baby spider because of COVID and all of the chemicals. Hey, we're not gonna get we're not gonna get the virus, but we are we are gonna look different as a human race, literally. <laughs> That is my favorite laugh of yours of all time. And then the gremlin noises that Sarah put in. <laughs> my favorite part was the mom shushing the gremlin baby. 
Like, shh, it's okay. Shh. I can't. <laughs> As she's breastfeeding him with his eight yeah. arms. <laughs> So one one of the things that you've been doing by yourself, well, I'm assuming you're doing it by yourself. You might enlighten me otherwise, but I'm really curious what you're about to say. <laughs> you've been enjoying your new bathtub in your new house. Tell me about your bathtub. Well, let me walk you into this room right here. This is my new bathroom. Um, well, it uh, it is. Uh, I I would have. They should have sold me the house based on the bathtub. And really? look. Look, this is not, I mean, this thing is not like a claw foot bathtub or something <laughs> great. No, it's just a giant area that one can sit and it has these, <laughs> it has these like railings on the side. So look, I swear it feels like you're in like a small hot tub. This thing is so big. <laughs> and for some reason I didn't choose to have jets installed in it. Like I did lots of other upgrades but by the time i realized i didn't choose that it was too late so that's fine but i hear those break a lot so i'm i make my own jets by kicking my feet but (laughs) is it your own personal swimming pool it is it is amazing i've never had this big of a bathtub and my whole body fits in it you know how some bathtubs you're you squish like this and you're like the, the water comes up to like your knee and you're like oh basically I need to flop around here like a bird in a bird bath in order for anything to happen well that's the reason I brought up the question about your bathtub because I admittedly was eavesdropping the other day wait in my house not, not on you taking a bath <laughs> This is getting weird. Hey, next week I will be broadcasting live with my new video stream yard from the bathtub. But don't worry, I'll make sure that there's lots of bubbles on top. It will That's not amazing. be an explicit podcast. I just want to comment first a few things. <clears throat> my words don't always come to me when I need them to. And I said there I said there's like railings on the side. And I want to point out, like, this isn't <laughs> this isn't some like really safe, like in case you need to grab onto something. It's not like that technical. But I do want to also mention, Sarah, you know, I don't I can't anticipate what sound effects you're gonna put on these things. And um, that was just, it brought, it brought me there. Like I feel I was like I was there. in the bathtub. I, I feel like I was in the bathtub with you. We, we both yeah, have animal it's, names. It's weirder. It's, I just now realized that. <laughs> what? We, we both have animal names. Like I know that, <laughs> but I don't know. I guess I've just never thought I, I just, it's just, it's just our names. So when I think of our podcast, I think it's the Cat and Moose podcast. I don't think like, oh my gosh, we both have animal names. I just think that's kind of cool. You just realized that (laughs) Moose is an animal name. No, I didn't know. I just realized we both have animal names. Okay. Well, I'm um, a little slow. (laughs) Do you want me to show you our logo? (laughs) No. Well, yeah. I mean, I think at this point, the the number one thing we can be doing is listening and reading mm. and learning, mm. you know, mm-hmm. as white people who have lots of privilege, whether we like to recognize it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's all we should be doing is is listening to what 
kind of pain in some ways have been ignored for years. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that listening, I think, is asking good questions, you know, asking questions of our of our black brothers and sisters and going, Hey, what, what do you want? Like, like what honors you in this time? What honors you period, you know, but like, what, what is the, the best way for, for me to respond to you? Because I I feel like I'm already responding out of a deficit. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm responding out of a deficit because I'm a white person. Right. Exactly. And I, and I think if we can, uh, approach it that way mm-hmm. of, Hey, I might get this wrong, but I want to be in yep. this conversation. Yeah. Yep. I think that, I mean, that has to have some sort of respect towards it. I had a really cool experience at school this past week. I want to hear so it. So in one of my classes, the class is really small Mm-mm. and everybody in the class had to miss class except for me. And so it was just me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and my teachers. Oh, you probably love that. I I literally felt like a pig rolling around in the most fragrant <laughs> shit. I was are these so pigs going to be slaughtered or are they going to keep living? No, they're like the little ones that people have as pets. Oh, like, got it. Yeah, got it. No, okay. They're cute little sweet little pigs that aren't going to be turned into bacon. Thank oh you. Oh my God. I know. So Why maybe you come have over. To put that in my mind? Come over to my side. You're the animal advocate. Advocate? <laughs> advocate. Activist. I, is an advocate. I think sausage and bacon and and pork chops and all of that should be absolutely banned for the rest of all time. I agree. What is the kind of wood that you like to burn? The bahada hala wood? <laughs> uh, the Fatama Wama? I almost <laughs> said Santa Maria. That's a Tori Amos Palo song. Almo. Palo Alto. <laughs> Palo Santo. Palo Santo. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to visit. Do you think the crystal shop's open? I mean, I need to go spend another hundreds of dollars <laughs> nah, during man. COVID-19 on some rocks. <laughs> Why do you need more rocks? I don't need more rocks. I just want to go there. I want that lady to tell me more about being a healer in ancient China. Oh, yeah. I'm I forgot very that fascinated. that's who you are. I just realized as we're listening to this one that I think I have from the beginning of 2020 till now, I think I believe in reincarnation. So I've sort of... <laughs> was teasing you then but i think we should go back and find out i'll go with you yeah let's go let's go to the nashville crystal shop to just be like wallering around in that is just <laughs> disgusting to that's me. the second time we've used wallering and <laughs> you, were wallering. you were wallering around with your therapist mm. in your bed apparently last week I was, well i wasn't in bed with my therapist let me be clear <laughs> you said i had an appointment with my therapist in bed that is what you said. No, I said I sat in my bed via Zoom with the therapist. Thy <laughs> <Bye>. therapist. <laughs> One of my uh, favorite episodes or, or moments on the episodes was um, when I told you about the device where when you're hiking you can utilize it to pee so you don't have to pull down your pants all the way as a female yeah yeah right and it's the thing that i still to this day i think it is just like a an infection breeding ground oh my gosh this is my favorite bit (laughs) and i I still don't understand like clearly i am befuddled there's a reservoir of piss that is just (laughs) wallering around 
in basically around your folds. And like that is a breeding ground for infection. Okay, so I got you this. Oh, what is it? Open it. Okay. I love these sound effects, Sarah. <laughs> what is this? Well, it's one of it's the it's a different it's an off brand. It's <laughs> it's a gen- I can't open it's it. a generic sheenus. <laughs> Well, you got to use your teeth or something. Okay. I'll, I'll your teeth. teeth. These I've paid thousands of dollars for these teeth. Wait, don't use the front ones. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. I am. Op- Whoa. What? Oh, my God. So now that you oh. see what a sheenus looks like, do you understand that? Like, there's no room for infection. Uh, this to me is a funnel of infection. <laughs> <laughs> still feel the same way i do i do <laughs> I i've like- got that thing in like the bottom drawer of my cabinet upstairs and like every time i open that drawer and i see it i'm just like oh you need to give that away as like a white elephant gift <laughs> <laughs> never used before generic sheenas from cat i i think you should try it try it off of your boat one day <laughs> <laughs> You know, we've talked about in different episodes, we've talked about how like there are things that you can't unsee, right? There are things that you can't unexperience, you know, and then there are phrases that you cannot unhear. And the phrase, put those boobs away, <laughs> is one that I just can't unhear. I swear we need that t-shirt too. Yep. But while we were waiting... A good Samaritan pulled up behind us. Oh, that's cool. And this woman got out of the car and she was uncapped. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Give me the whole picture. Like she she did not look like her clothes had been washed in several days. Okay. Her hair was very um not styled. It was very frizzy and pulled <laughs> up, and she kind of smelled of just like general alcohol no just uncleanliness like just not not real clean and she got out and she goes what have y'all done and we were just like we were so traumatized we're like we don't need another person to tell us how stupid we are right you know so she's like what have you guys done and so we tried to explain the situation to her and so she looks at my friend who is a woman and very well endowed up top and well, she, I hope not down below. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just want to be clear after talking about the Sheenas, you know, people might think we're still on that topic. Okay, I got it. She, up um, top? Yes. Yeah, so she's very well endowed up top. And this woman says, well, she goes, I would offer my husband's assistance. My husband is in the car back there, but I cannot ask him to come up here until you put those boobs away. <laughs> How do you feel about winks by older men? Oh, man. It kind of like I can kind of go either way on it because like if the spirit of it feels dirty, it makes me really uncomfortable. And what does a non-dirty wink look like? More like a sweet like grandpa wink. Like, hey, baby. No. Hey, baby. (laughs) Hey, baby girl. No, man. I mean, just like, hey, sweetheart. No. Not not Mm. like dirty. Well, then why are you doing the hoo? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like none of the ways you're saying that suggests that you want to be my grandpa. <laughs> I guess like I'm saying like an endearing like grandpa going like, hey, baby girl, let me take care baby of you. Baby girl, it's no, not no, okay. that's, that's 
not. Okay. Hey, baby girl, let me take care of you. Come to my dungeon. Oh. <laughs> I still stand by that. You were yes, trying that. you were trying so freaking hard to like come up with what you were trying to say and it all was wrong. I want to know how it feels hearing that back. <laughs> like hearing yourself say that back. Please. It just makes me feel like like cat, what do you not understand about what's being communicated here? Like like so much so that like <laughs> Like I'm listening to myself saying that back and I'm like, whoa, creepo. Yeah. Not okay, man. Right. Not okay. And I really I was really passionate that I, I felt like a very kind, you know, genuine grandpa wink is okay. And no, it's like it's I, I can't even I can't even articulate what that actually means. To I me. honestly don't know when winks are okay. I don't either. <laughs> So, um, so I basically take it out on the pontoon with a, a handful of friends, um, friends I've been around during all of COVID. So nothing scandalous or anything. And, um, so the first set of friends I took out, we we're, you know, riding along and I did the thing where I drove the boat fast enough and turned it where the, the flotation device went outside the wake. Oh. And when it went outside the wake, I saw the the speed rocket or whatever you want to call it i saw it come out of the air to me what was about 30 feet which is probably really like three feet <laughs> were your you friends know. still on oh it? they were on it they were hanging on to it for dear life and i knew before they hit the water i was like i've got to stop the boat because they're gonna just they're gonna be dead because of the, the force at which they're gonna you, hit the you water were, you were i knew out. i yeah. knew i was like this is gonna be bad so sure enough, the the speed spritzer hits the water. I don't know what to call <laughs> the thing. The name I know. I don't know what to call My it. My favorite one so far is the speed cushion. The speed cushion. <laughs> <laughs> so the speed cushion comes out of the water by what to me is thirty feet, which is probably really three feet. And so I immediately just stop the boat because I, kn I know it's just going to be bad. And so my friends land on the water with the force of like Apollo 13 landing in the ocean, you know. And so I reel them in like I'm pulling them in by the, the nylon cord that attaches the thing to the boat. And so we were like, OK, come in the boat, come in the boat, come in the boat. And so at that point, like we put in and she's the one who coined it the couch. She's like, the couch is dangerous. And I'm like, OK, well, maybe the couch is meant for my 30 year old friends and not necessarily maybe my 60 year old friends. And so the next time I take the couch out, the speed spritzer, the speed cushion, um, I take it out and um, and it is with you and producer Sarah and our well endowed friend Heidi. Yeah. And so um, so we're out there and you and Sarah are on the speed cushion and the looks on your faces as I drove the boat forward looked like you were facing certain death. Like it was, it was, it looked it like was you were having a exhilarating. It was exhilarating to you, but producer Sarah <laughs> was hanging. I've never seen her grip something so hard. I in haven't my life. either. And if you could have heard, I didn't know that there were curse words worse than the F word. <laughs> and I think she made them up, but she doesn't hardly ever curse. No, she doesn't. And she was, there were things frightened coming, yeah. for her life. Yes. There I were was. things coming out of her mouth that I'm not quite certain I've ever heard before, but I knew that they were <laughs> explicatives. Yeah. Like I knew they were really bad words. And so, um, so eventually like I reeled you guys in and as is usual in mine and your relationship, you were like cat, 
come out here with me. And I'm like, oh gosh, okay. So of course I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it with Moose. Like Moose and I are going to be on the the speed cushion and it's going to be amazing. And and it kind of was. It was. It we was. laughed our asses off. We laughed our asses off. And then at <laughs> one point when we were also taken outside the wake, like my original friends that labeled the thing the couch, when we were taken outside the wake, we began singing a worship song together. Do you remember that song? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Because we were dying. We were clearly dying. We were clearly dying. And so we were screaming at the top of our lungs, Lord, I need you, thinking that the Lord wanted to help us in that moment. He was just shaking his head and laughing. I, I think he or was she. just, yeah, yeah, they, what, whatever. Um, I think that the Lord was going like, guys, like I give you brains so that you can know whether or not to do things like this. <laughs> I had so much fun. Even you said you haven't laughed that hard. In I a have really not, long time. I have not laughed that hard in a really, a, a really long time. But after that, we deemed the speed cushion, the trauma couch. <laughs> Why do you think it's necessary to lie to your children about sex? I don't understand why a a penis needs to be called, for example, in my family, a she dog. <laughs> what <laughs> are you? Wait, um, wait a minute. I still can't believe this. Wait a minute. It's actually that I, I, I hate to redo that, but we have to redo. No, it we're not I redoing it. it. We're not word. redoing it. All of this is staying. Even Sarah, the producer, just turned around like, what the hell did you just say? So you didn't mean. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean. So I was thinking of the sheet. So oh, no. oh my God. Okay. So in my family, this a is boy's the exact reason. <laughs> My cat is my best friend because I'm so stupid. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, not the she dog. <laughs> that's in. That's the that's the cousin the, to the, the Sheena. It's the cousin to the Sheena, and I'm pretty sure that is going to be in the title of this episode. <laughs> the she dog. Oh Lord. Okay, so. <laughs> Family, a male's part was <laughs> called a pee dog. <laughs> it's so good. And my cousin, my cousin, um, who is the son of the aunt who you know. Yes. <laughs> um, he he texted me a few months after this episode aired and he goes, OMG, I am listening to your episode <laughs> about the pee dog. <laughs> and he was like, I am just shaking my head. <laughs> You you can't make a mistake like that and it not be just gold. The right, she dog. Right. The she dog. <laughs> but you can't cross yeah. over to Canada right now. Right. Because the Canadians are doing things right. So they don't want us to come up there. Like if you look at, at their statistics, <laughs> it's, it's like most like all other times, Canada is doing it right. Another thing Canada is doing right is you guys are listening to Cat and Moose. And that is awesome. We love you, Canada. Oh, Canada. I don't know the song. Oh, and I should... Canada. I don't think either Celine. of those melodies. We love poutine. And we love Leslie in Canada. 
We love, I keep wanting to blame them for the mayonnaise on the fries, but that's Germany. <laughs> Again, we think we are going to get on a f***ing slip and slide and go down a hill into a fence and your intestines are coming out. You're doing I think that my doctor next week is going to say no on the slip and slide. <laughs> Dude, I, we are not doing that slip and slide till you patch that shit up. Okay, so I've been... <laughs> you're right. I'm not going to do a slip and slide until they patch up my hernia for sure. Okay, so one of the things that uh, you asked me to come up with five. And so here's one of my other ones that I came up with. I am worthy. Wow. I am worthy. I am worthy. I love that. I want to talk about what worthiness means eventually. Okay. okay. Um, my number two is I deserve so much love and I have so much love to give. Ooh, I love that. Oh, that's fantastic. You do have a lot of love to give and you do deserve love. You are such a fantastic human. Yes. Yeah. Come on, feel it. Where do you feel that in your body right now? In, in between my boobies. You feel it in between your boobies. So that's around your heart chakra. Yeah. It's like fire. It's like a yeah. fire in my heart. Yeah. Let it burn. Come let on. Burn. You're going to be calling my red phoenix out before, you know. And I know. People who don't know what that means probably thinks it sounds dirty. <laughs> it does um, sound dirty. <laughs> you know how we okay. talked about <laughs> P-dogs and she dogs cat calls her she dog her red, red phoenix, phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> i actually have a great cartoon for that that i'll have to post on instagram <laughs> yeah i really don't think we need to do that i can't find anything that is like amazing that still has support so to her question of bra shopping i generally do it online because I know that I will cuss and throw shit over the <laughs> the fitting room door and just yell things like, this one doesn't fit. Or you know how your boobs like pop off the... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, well, my boobs haven't popped off of anything, but go on. I want to hear more. <laughs> so how do you get the little muffin on top if, if they're not really like full coverage? And oh, it's like yeah. sexy when you're in your 20s and 30s. And then afterwards, it just looks like... This little billow of fat coming out the top. <laughs> it kind of looks like a, um, what do we call it? What have we called it? A hernia? A hemorrhoid? No. It's like the thing coming out of my belly button, only coming out of the top of the bra. It's like a breast hernia. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you put a tourniquet on your boobs and they just like work. And then what about the side? <laughs> what about the side boob like right. everyone talks about side boob but that thing is real the other day I was driving to the lake to try to get like some water therapy and go out on the boat and and this car came up beside me that had one of those mufflers that sounds like a jet engine. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. And so it, it scared the bejesus out of me. Like I literally was like, why is that necessary? And it made me start thinking of the different times in my life where there has been like a motorcycle that sounds like a, like a, epic fart that like goes down the road or, or heaven forbid even like a whole line of them <laughs> yeah. like I would love to understand and, and maybe some of our listeners 
do this or maybe they have um, partners who do this. But like, what is the point? Like you have to actually intentionally like acquire something that makes your vehicle sound this way. And I'm so curious, like the motivation behind that. Do you do you have any idea? You're you're being too nice. You're being way too nice. Like, you know, as well as I do, that that is garbage. <laughs> like, what? What is wrong with you that you are like, hmm, this Honda CRX isn't good enough. It needs to touch the ground so that I break my side fender every single time I go over bump. And I need to make it as loud as possible. Like, I am not a psychologist. Although I play one on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Our therapists probably are just shaking their head if they ever listen. Like, wow, these girls really are a wreck. We're going to have a job for eternity. (laughs) Yeah, something's wrong. You're you're at you at this point. If you have one of those engines or mufflers or whatever the hell makes that noise. You are you're working through something like you you for sure um you need to go to therapy more than you're going and you're basically crying for help look at me look at me well you said what i was thinking and i appreciate that about you moose i was trying to be so diplomatic and so nice thinking like i you know i've been listening back through some of the podcasts and i'm like man we sound super judgy about the things that we have opinions about but i also think that like people enjoy that because i think a lot of times we talk about the stuff that is inside a lot of people's heads you know and and this is one of those things where it's like I want to go I, I now if 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 like the the red phoenix that lives in my chest could express my opinion about these mufflers as opposed to Kathy this is what I would say is I would say why in the hell do you feel the need to pollute the air with this noise and cause us all not only to notice you but to be frightened by you why is this necessary and then put in everything Moose said. Like, you you need so much help, you're crying out. Well, it's not the air. You don't give two shits about the air. No. I know you. You're not worried about the environment. You're worried about your nerves. And here's the reality. My grandmother used to say all the time when we were kids running around, oh, my God, these kids make me nervous. Mm. And I used to think, that is so weird that something can make you nervous. Like, for me at that age, like, you know, going into a test maybe made me nervous. But then you hit a certain age, and I think it's around 38. (laughs) (laughs) That's so specific. Maybe I was a quick bloomer. I don't know. A fast bloomer. A a quick learner. I don't know. Early bloomer. (laughs) But you start actually believing the things your grandparents said, like, I don't like large crowds or loud noises. (laughs) And so for you, I think you're a little jumpy. You're on the road and somebody out of nowhere takes a blow horn and sticks it up your ass and out of your mouth. (laughs) Of course you're not curious why they do it. You're angry. (laughs) 
That's amazing. And do you know what's really funny is I heard from a really good friend of, of ours mutually and also someone who listens to the podcast a lot, our friend Donna, who lives in Atlanta. And she said, hey, I wanted to talk to you guys about the loud muffler thing because I'd, I actually have a perspective that I'd like you to hear. And I'm like, good Lord, like, what is she going to say? And she goes, I agree with you 100% as it pertains to cars. There is no need for a car to have a loud muffler. Like, that's just absolutely unnecessary. She said, but as a motorcycle driver, she says, we don't get seen a lot. Like, because, like, the kind of the footprint that we make on the highway is not as big as a car. And she goes, it's actually really important to me that my motorcycle is really loud because it ensures that other drivers around me actually know that I'm there. And I thought that was an interesting perspective. I I can get around that for a motorcycle driver but not for the cars me too (laughs) i agree it's a great perspective yeah absolutely we will definitely work on that getting our friends to share about their different vibrator experiences in the meantime (laughs) i'm still stuck on the jacket and now it's the put your arms through holes that that vibrate your neck and then the gun the vibrator gun so it's like a gun it comes with these attachments (laughs) 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 but it's not a real gun clearly So it's the shape of a gun with a longer barrel. Wait, <laughs> going well. I'm just not saying anything and hoping that. Anyway, it has these attachments. Some are flat, some are round, and you basically can beat the hell out of your muscles. <laughs> I've been using it for my thigh muscles because my butt and my thigh muscles get really tight. Like I carry a lot of my stress. <laughs> In my lower corner. (laughs) You have one of those massage jackets now, Kat. How is that working out for you? (laughs) Well, it's working out great. And it's working out so good that the other night um, I got it out and I, I put my arms through it like you're supposed to. And I leaned up against the wall in my living room and I kind of began to fall asleep as it was massaging my back. And it felt so, 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 so good that it was really relieving all those sore muscles. And the next day I barely could move because I had like <laughs> really does beat the crap out of you. But it feels great for the moment, especially yep. in your lower quarters. Yep. Yes. <laughs> And I started thinking about that. I think parents are as sick as serial killers. Oh my gosh. What do you mean? They keep their teeth. Just imagine. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Like you break into a house and you're looking for the jewelry and this and that. And you find find a bag of teeth. My ass is running out of the house. And so I just thought, thinking about that, like the things that we do and the things that as not me, but you as parents. (laughs) And so I I became in this moment, I became this like two and a half year old toddler that still wears very heavy laden diapers because they're full (laughs) of shit and piss. And not only am I a naked baby wearing a diaper, but I also have 
kind of a, a short haircut on the sides and kind of long hair in the middle and in the back so much so that it turns into a rat tail. Oh yeah. So, so I'm a naked baby <laughs> oh, in a yeah. diaper full of shit, full of piss. And I've got this like mohawk rat tail thing going on. I've got some like badly, uh, executed tattoo on my body that I don't even know what that is yet. I'll have to deal with that with my touch therapist, I guess. But um, basically the, <laughs> the other thing that I have is in each hand, I have a 38 revolver. So te has Tex been uh, showing his face lately or no? You know, Tex really hasn't. Like I was talking to my therapist the other day and she was reminding me of um, a description that she gave me about feelings. And she said, feelings are kind of like toddlers. Um, if you don't pay attention to them, they can get really unruly really fast. But if you pay attention to them, like for the most part, you can keep a toddler pretty calm. But it's a lot of effort to maintain the calmness of a toddler, just like it's a lot of effort to deal with feelings, you know. And I have had a lot of feelings lately. And, and for some reason, they haven't. I, I kind of am missing text a little bit because my feelings lately have been coming out in um, in the form of tears and not in the form of, of a crazy toddler with a rat tail with 38 revolvers in each hand um so no tex has been kind of quiet lately thankfully <laughs> it is yeah i think we'd rather tears than shooting people up while we're wearing a full diaper yeah exactly <laughs> not good for society um but <laughs> she comes home and starts watching some show i'm still working some show about an octopus and how this man followed this octopus and they fell in love. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he says it can't be real. It that is not be it's, real. No, it's a very sweet story. The, the man falls in love with an octopus. Well, he it was that's a man who's in love with a <laughs> testicle. <laughs> Okay, it's called My Octopus Teacher. No. It, listen, that's man. That's not <laughs> real. There's no it's way beautiful. that that's real. It's one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like the, the tagline is the love story. <laughs> the love story we all need right now. <laughs> but listen. Let me pause. He's not some weird, like, unshaven oh, person. Oh. <laughs> He's a man in love with an octopus, because that's normal. Oh, my God. I love that I put the unshaven people as the bad people, as the weird people. It's not some unshaven man, as if that's and I, someone. It really is, like, a pretty hard thing to explain to somebody, <laughs> don't you think? Well, and the thing is, is that if we were not in 2020, that movie I could would never have more. seen the light I of the day. More. Let's be honest. Like, like it's not even realistic. <laughs> like, the guy is, like, taking all these pictures of of being friends with this octopus it's like like how many other cameramen were there i, I just call bullshit on the whole thing i hey, just, look, I just I don't even get it i fall in love with an ocean animal i ask my friends to come along to document it like i think it does make sense don't you think it was so sweet when the octopus <laughs> like hugged him though i mean yes yes 
Yeah, that was really... I'm not saying it didn't have sweet moments. I'm just saying that a man being in love with an octopus under the ocean would not see the light of day were we not in the stream. Was he in love, though? He was in love. Okay, here's the other thing I would like to remind everybody. I had just gotten home from getting my wisdom teeth removed. And I was high on (laughs) painkillers. And it was a great experience. Yeah, she to really watched that movie. I think yeah. she's part alien because I believe the aliens. I are think in the, the ocean. ocean is part alien. Well, you—that's what I mean. And you love alien shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it totally but you're right, Kat. Sense. Someone totally at Netflix sense. was super high when they sent the contract through. That was like, we're buying that movie. <laughs> <laughs> or just really super smart you know it's like talk about I knowing your audience man I know in all the phone calls and emails that we got from people like outraged yeah. that I hadn't seen it you know it's like oh my gosh like people what really love this of the people who wrote in outraged watched it because we told them to oh I, th- I think a lot. What percentage? Um, I'm gonna say. Yeah, 50%. I had a lot of friends say that. Because again, I think it's after they heard our disturbing. They're like, "There's no way this thing exists. <laughs> no way at all." Yeah. And it seems like there is this ongoing competition right now among fast food restaurants about the ultimate chicken sandwich. Yeah. Have you noticed this? Yeah. So Chick-fil-A, they're like, duh, all we do is chicken. Of course, our sandwich is best. And so then Popeye's was like, nay, nay, our chicken sandwich is best. And I, or I guess Wait, it, nay, 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 nay. <laughs> it's not like wakey, wakey. Yeah. <laughs> nay, nay. Just uprooting another part of my. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I, I think it's actually the spicy chicken sandwich. So, it is. Yeah. So Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwich and then Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. And then I saw a commercial yesterday. Um, about Zaxby's chicken sandwich Ooh. and Zaxby's saying like we actually make the right or the ultimate chicken sandwich or whatever and um, I was with a friend the other day and I was asking her her opinion we had gone to Popeye's and gone through the drive through and I had ordered the number five which is three whole wings and a side and a drink and okay. so I said I want the number five with an added wing so I should have gotten four wings And my friend said, well, I want the spicy chicken sandwich. So that's what we ordered. We ordered those things and got to where we were going. We sat outdoors and had lunch together. And her sandwich was not spicy. It was just a regular chicken sandwich. Oh, no. And my meal only had three wings instead of four. Did you go back and punch them in the face? No, because it was like seven miles away. And so what I want to say to Popeye's is get the order right. Like, I don't think I've ever been to Popeye's. And gotten the correct order. Really? Really. And I'm like, what is the problem? There's only certain parts of chicken. There's the breast and the thigh and the leg and the wing. You know, I, I like, just... there's only certain parts yeah, of chicken. Yeah, get it, Ah, ah. There's the breast and the thigh and the leg and the wing. What? There's only certain <laughs> parts of chicken. What? There's the breast and the thigh and the leg and the wing. You know, <laughs> the ultimate about the ultimate the ultimate the ultimate chicken sandwich (laughs) sorry cat i couldn't help myself 
Don't apologize, producer Sarah. That is absolutely wonderful. You have catapulted Cat and Moose and you, producer Sarah, into rap stardom by your brilliant creativity. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening to our recap of 2020, the weirdest year of all time so far. We love you so much and hope that you continue listening to the Cat and Moose podcast in 2021. Happy New Year! Special thanks to our producer, Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Cat and Moose is a BP production.